What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about your natural belt, your natural core belt. Today's episode is inspired by things I've been seeing up and down my Instagram timeline. I've been seeing a lot of women who have weight belts on, lifting some weights that are kind of on the, um, it may be heavier for them. However, it's not something that, in my opinion, they need a weight belt for. If they know how to properly brace their core, how to use their core as their natural weight belt, then they may notice that they can lift even heavier and they don't need this external cue, this external um, feedback tool to help them. All right. So today I want to talk about what does your core consist of? how to use your core as your natural belt, your natural weight belt, and of course, give you some movements to help activate those core muscles, all right? So let's get started. So what exactly does your core consist of? When people think core, they automatically think those sexy six-pack muscles are in the front, but it's our entire midsection, from the top from where our diaphragm sits to the bottom where our pelvic floor sits. On our sides, we have our oblique muscles, internal and external obliques. Think about, I'm a huge fan of pile-off press, and that's definitely one of the movements you'll see later on um, in the episode notes. But think about the muscles or obliques that are on the side. Most people work them by doing, uh, what, is those, what is those movements called? Um, bicycle crunches or those Russian twists, things like that. But there's other ways to help engage and use those oblique muscles, which are on the outside of our core. The front, those sexy six-pack muscles are our rectus abdominals. They are important. I'm not saying that they're not. However, if we were to peel back that layer, we would get deeper to that. We would see our transverse abdominus muscle. These are our, this is our stabilizing core muscle. It is essentially our natural core set, our, our core belt. You know what I mean? So, Stabilizing and learning how to engage this muscle is super important when it comes to back pain, stabilizing your pelvis, and looking to lift up heavy shit. One of the biggest things is we don't know how to properly engage this muscle, this deep core stabilizing muscle, and then other things like our back, like our psoas have to pick up the slack. So this is something else that once you learn how to engage it properly, you may notice that using that weight belt is not necessary because you're also starting to engage embraces in your own natural core belt your erector spinae which is some of the muscles that are surrounding your spine on the back they help extend our trunk and kind of help us stand straight up and keeping our back straight when we go to like bend over and things like that we mentioned our diaphragm which sits at the top of our core breathing we're talking about a little bit more breathing and the purposes of why like long exhales how we're breathing plays a huge role in how we can use our core effectively and use it as our natural core belt and then of course the pelvic floor I've been learning out so much more on the pelvic floor to help out more of my moms who, regardless of where you are, if you just had a baby, if your kid's 10 years old and you're noticing that your body has not been the same since, the pelvic floor has been one of the things that has come up a lot in assessments. The pelvic floor is a part of our core. It's the bottom part of our core. And just how we breathe, how we brace, how we breathe through our diaphragm, our pelvic floor is being affected, whether that means it's tightening up, whether that means it's relaxing, 
person, we need to know how to use our entire core muscles, which ranges from our diaphragm down to our pelvic floor. All right. All of these make up our core. These muscles are all arranged around the spine with their primary function to stop spinal motion. Now think about when you're putting on this weight belt, your whole goal is, oh, I got to put this weight belt on as tight as I can. So it is not to flex or bend my spine and quote unquote, pull muscles in my back. That's the goal. You're picking up something heavy. You're not knowing how to brace properly. This core belt, I'm sorry, this weight belt being tightened around your trunk is something that helps you trying to create that pressure inside of your trunk inside of that core but little do you know that you can create that pressure yourself unless we're on these higher levels where we get into olympic lifting and some of the crossfit movements that's when we can definitely use and integrate weight belts effectively because it's definitely a way that we can but if not then you having your own natural core belt is the way to use it and the way to brace so we're going to talk about how to use your core and how to use it as your natural core belt all right so if you've seen people wearing belts, or maybe you of yourself have experienced wearing these weight belts, what I want to encourage you is to take those off and practice on pressure manage it, management within your own core, within your own trunk muscles. For those who have been using weight belts, I personally don't think that they've been educated on the purpose of them, when's the best time to use them. I think it's one of those things where, you know, kinesiology tape came up everyone and their mama were taping themselves and not necessarily knowing the possibility oh not the possibility um the reason why they're doing it and noticing that these things such as the weight belt such as the kt tape such as you know wraps or uh, things for like sprains are just crutches and eventually the goal is to strengthen up your own muscles so that you have the ability with yourself to do this without using some type of external feedback which is the kinesiology tape or in this case, we talk about the weight belts. If you can learn how to brace properly, how to manage pressure in your core properly, then you won't need this extra tool unless we're just training at that higher level, all right? So the best way to use your core as a natural core belt is to focus on breathing and long exhales. So as we breathe in, our diaphragm, which sits at the top of our core, drops down and our stomach expands. This allows you to increase pressure in your trunk. This allows you to help brace your trunk and engage all the core muscles in your trunk, making it easier to lift shit. So one of the things I do with my patients is that I have them take their two fingers and I have them stick them somewhere between their obliques and their transverse abdominis. So for those who don't know, we are thinking about putting your fingers on your belly button, coming out about two inches and up an inch. And this is the area that I have patients stick their fingers into. What I have them do is as they're taking a deep breath in, I want them to push out their fingers or push my fingers out. This lets me know that they're engaging their transverse abdominis, they're engaging their obliques, and they're learning what it feels like to create a 360 degree breath and not just breathing on the front from my diaphragm, breathing out into the sides and even into our low back. So by doing this and having their fingers be that kind of cue that we're going to use instead of something else, it allows them to see, hey, okay, I am bracing. When I take a deep breath in, I'm able to push these fingers out. That takes a lot of effort. Long exhales 
allow us to engage those muscles too in our core. So this is something that I have them focus on and something that I have them be a part of their movement routine before they go to do whatever exercise they do, whether that's the squat, deadlift, a boot camp, whatever. Just a reminder, okay, this is what it feels like to brace my core. This is what it feels like to create pressure inside of my trunk so that I can breathe, I can brace, and I can lift heavy things. So making sure that breathing, preferably through our diaphragm, and also pushing out and engaging those muscles are a huge way to create your own natural core belt. And that is 360 degrees. So in the front, pushing out and breathing into our sides and even into our back. Once you have that brace going on in that 360 degree pattern, you may notice that that's what's creating your bracing. That's what's creating that pressure in your trunk that allows your ribs to be stacked over your pelvis. It allows you to lift up heavier things. And you may notice that you can actually breathe for longer duration while you're learning how to brace. So bracing properly can definitely help and actually be more effective than you just throwing a weight belt on over it. You have your own natural core set, your own natural core belt. We just have to know how to use it properly. The goal when it comes to learning how to brace, learning how to you know, create pressure in your trunk, in that core, and how to use your core as a natural belt, it's all about endurance. I don't care about reps. We spend so, time, so much time doing certain core exercises like sit-ups and crunches and things like that. They're cool, but I, in my opinion personally, you get more effectiveness doing things like pal-off presses, farmer's walks, overhead carries, things like that that involve you having to brace, having to breathe, and having to move all at the same time. So when you are doing these movements I'm about to give to you, I don't care about the number of reps you do. I care about your endurance. I care about how, how, how long you're holding them. So a goal is to get up to be able to hold these positions for 10 seconds. Somewhere I have my patient start is holding this position for two to three seconds, then coming down, relaxing, and resetting. But our goal is to get up to 10 seconds so we can have that endurance. And once you know how to brace your core, how to breathe, and hold that position for X amount of time, you'll notice that whatever lift you're going to be able to do. And you'll notice that, hey, maybe I need to reset, make sure that my core is engaged, make sure that I'm pushing out on those obliques, and then I'm breathing in that 360-degree pattern before you're deciding, oh, I don't need this weight belt, or maybe I can go up on some weight. So making sure that you just prepare your body. If that bracing thing and putting your fingers in between those obliques and that transverse abdominis is something that helps, I do that every time I work out. I did that today as I was working on some single leg touches. I'm, I've been working on um, getting more balance between my right leg and my left leg. And I had to keep reminding myself to brace my core when I was spending more time on that left leg because that's what's going to help me stay balanced. So make sure that you have little cues like with that I use with my fingers in order for you to continue working on the pressure and your breathing techniques when it comes to bracing and lifting heavy shit. All right. So next, let's talk about the movements to help you activate all these core muscles that we described. One specifically is called the curl up. This one you may think looks like a crunch from the video, but it's super important because we're focusing on the top part of our core, that part that sits right underneath our ribs and how we can just engage that muscle and also have our neck relax at the same time. Our core, if we go to a deeper level, and I'm not trying to nerd out too much, but we have connections between our pelvic floor 
all the way up into our neck muscles, which means that that's connected from our pelvic floor, through our core, through our diaphragm, up into our neck muscles, specifically in the front of our neck. This curl up position allows us to engage our core and relax our neck muscles. If you notice that you're straining a bit in your neck, then we know that we have to rearrange and do something differently so we can feel this kind of bracing, relaxed pattern all the way through. Next up, you know I love my pal off presses. This next movement is a half kneeling pal off press, being and something I want you to do on both sides so that you can know what it feels like for your obliques to engage. As their primary primary goal in this position is to not allow you to rotate back towards the wall where that band is pulling from. All right. Next up, we have chop and lifts. All right. So being this happening in position, we're either lift and start in this diagonal pattern going from our left knee up into our right shoulder or we're chop, which goes from the top. So maybe like our right shoulder down into our left knee. Like I said, you'll see these videos. This chop and lift sensation is another thing to help with our obliques. We move in this cross crawl pattern. That's why our left hand moves forward and our right foot moves forward at the same time when we walk. We have to think about that when it comes to our core. Our muscles cross over in the front just like they do in the back. So these chopping lifts allow us to hit one specific oblique in that pattern. Think about rotation. When you turn around and reach to grab something in the back of your car, in that back seat, you have to use these oblique muscles in order to do that. So this move helps train for that. You know I can never let you leave without providing you some type of diaphragmatic breathing. So I definitely have a diaphragmatic breathing video on your back, learning what it feels like to breathe all the way around. And also, something that's a little bit more spicy is quadruped breathing. So being on all fours in that position, having a resistance band around your stomach, so right underneath your ribs, right where your diaphragm is, and learning what it feels like to take a deep breath in and push out on the resistance band and expand all the way around. So that is one of my favorite movements. Once people learn what it feels like to breathe properly with their diaphragm on their back, I put them into this all fours position and challenge them a little bit more to know what it feels like to breathe all the way around. Holding and having this resistance band around your diaphragm is a good external cue that's not doing the work for you. And it's not, I don't want to say squishing your organs, but it's not, um, what I'm trying to say. It's not stopping you from using your own muscles the way that you need them to, as opposed to a belt. It squeezes on tight. You can't engage the muscles that you need. It tries to become your crutch and your thing for you, but we have it naturally. I hope I didn't nerd out too much. I hope you found today's episode super valuable. I just want everyone to be educated on that on the fact that there are some great tools out there that you can use, but I don't want you to think that we have to do, you know, shiny object syndrome. We have to use this tool because someone else is using this weight belt. You may have the ability and you do have the ability with the right guidance and the right practice to brace your own core, manage your own pressure inside your trunk and to create your own natural core belt. All right. So give that a try. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all in the next episode.